You are listening to Black Man in the Right World. Hey everybody, this is Mike. This is Grant. And today we're talking about... Cancel culture. Nah, just kidding. We're talking about accountability. What that means and what it may look like. Why it's so hard for us to wrap our heads around. It is a simple apology enough. Let's dive in. was from 2018 at an old south antebellum party so i think you know when you when you it's it's when you not, hold that that's under not the a good lens. look it's not a good look no it's not a good well rachel is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021 it's because not a, a good difference. look ever because you're she's celebrating well, the old south she's so if i went to that party what would i represent I, at that party i don't i don't disagree with you you're, you're 100% right in 2021. That was not the case in 2018. Again, I'm not defending Rachel. I just know that, I don't know, 50 million people did that in 2018 between, you know, it's like there were, that was a type of party that a lot of people went to. And again, I'm not defending it. I didn't go to it. We are not looking under the same lens. And that is, again, the grace and the compassion, the understanding. Would this girl at, I don't know how old she would have been back then, have thought, you know, historically, this mansion stood for this. Guys, it's not really that woke that we're here. We need to have the understanding and the, and, and the compassion of this history. So let's break that down. That was Chris Harrison, host of the ABC series The Bachelor, talking about um, a controversy that recently, you know, got him fired. The interview that got him fired. Well, he he didn't get fired. He stepped away. In quotations. Yeah, that's code for. It's either like a like he did it to himself, or it's code for you need to step down before well, we step you. Based off, off of the what he said with Rachel, he didn't he didn't choose to do this. So you're probably right. He probably got fired. Yeah. Uh. Or, or you know he just he just self eliminated. He could have done that. Sure. Because white men are so good at doing that. <laughs> well, it's either that or you know stay and just let everyone talk crap to you. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're not good. But basically the whole thing is he's defending an old South party and he's saying that we need to have grace for the history of people. Not not everyone knowing the history of the old South and that 50 million people maybe went to these parties in 2018 and 2018 was such a long time ago and that we should have grace for people who didn't understand that slavery was bad in 2018. Yes. So he, he's basically saying, one, he's saying that we didn't understand that racism and slavery was that bad, like a, a plantation wedding or, or not plantation wedding, a plant. See, the fact that I'm getting confused is because that is an event that happened with someone's cancellation prior to 2018 with Paula Dean. But uh, Damn. so, yeah, remember that? Yeah. But he's saying that basically, like, not only did we not understand that these things were not okay back in 2018, which is only three years ago, but not even three years ago, because we're barely in February right now. He's also saying that we didn't understand, we didn't have the same lens as we do now, that now we're, now things are under more scrutiny, which that seems crazy to me, because Last time I checked, this none of this stuff has been okay since it started. Since since the first time that you found a black person in West Africa and then you illegally took them from their country and then brought them over here on a fucking ship, that's when it wasn't okay. 
Yeah, so it wasn't okay back when yeah, they wrote so the Bible so and Moses fucking left right? Egypt and came back to say that slavery what? of the Jews is not okay. Well, yeah, what was Moses talking about then? Come like, on now. Like, yeah, they're... Uh, yeah, All right, so just basically, before we even get into the audacity and the ridiculousness of Chris Harrison's statements and what he said in breaking that all down, yeah. just using him as kind of like a monolith of the problematic white men in the world, Yeah. Um, I'm going to basically read off some of the events that occurred in 2018, just to remind Chris Harrison and anyone else that's confused. I'm using FastCompany.com's The Year in Vile Racist, um, 29 Acts of Bigotry That Gained Infamy in 2018. Just to, just to refresh people's memory, because Chris Harrison said it was a different time back then. Yeah, it was a different time. We weren't under the same scrutiny. We're yeah. looking through a different lens. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the first one. In January... If you remember, H&M had the sweatshirt that said the coolest monkey in the uh, in the jungle. And it was a little black kid in the sweatshirt on their, that they used as a model. Yep. Remember that? Yeah. That was in January of 2018. They canceled Starting the, the year off, right? They canceled the fuck out of that shit. They pulled that shit off so quick. You, H&M, man, I ain't never seen them move, nothing move that fast ever. I know it's fast fashion, but goddamn, they responded <laughs> very quick because they know we would have shut that whole motherfucker down. So yeah. they have a little baby, baby black monkey and a sweater. <laughs> okay. Then um, in March, let's just do this one. There were uh, Virginia Tech. It was uh, at Virginia Tech. There was an all-white uh, women's lacrosse team that was criticized after a video appeared online of them singing a Lil Dicky song that had the N word in it. First of all, Lil Dicky, what you doing? But second of all, I don't think he was saying it. It's probably someone else's black. Mm. But all these white girls were singing that word. Mm-hmm. People freaked the fuck out. Almost canceled them. Those females, and they had to hurry up and pull that shit. Yeah. So that's cool. But now, now let's get into juicy ones that we very much remember. In mm. April, a barista at a Philadelphia Starbucks called the police on two black men. Remember that? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't a different lens, Chris Harrison, because last time I checked, those two black men got arrested. And Starbucks, I don't know, they 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 had slogans on their cups. They switched oh, yeah. all kinds let's of shit Let's talk around. about, let's have a conversation about race. Yeah, let's have a conversation about race. They would open up all their bathrooms to everybody. People were freaking out. People were boycotting Starbucks. So, seems like the lens pretty much was more intense back then. Yeah. Then, also in April, same fucking month, because racist white people cannot take a break on this shit. They literally got to keep this shit going week, week after week after week. Yeah. A woman was captured on camera calling the police on two black men who were using a charcoal girl to cook meat at a designated zone. This is one of the most popular Karens in the world. Barbecue Becky, right? Yes. Barbecue okay. Becky. With the fucking sports glasses on. You just that, sent me a meme of her recently. Yeah, I sent you a meme of her recently because you said you guys got early access to your house. And I was like, y'all broke into that motherfucker. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so Barbecue Becky was invented. She was discovered. She yes. rose to fame in 2018, April. <laughs> so to remind me of this lens, Chris Harrison, I don't know what lens you had. You need to go to Lens Crafters. You need to get go to uh, Costco to get your glasses. You need to go somewhere else because your lenses was fucked up. <laughs> I'm telling you because all the rest of us was looking at 2020 vision and your ass was over there running into walls and shit. Um, oh, no. Then let's see. Uh, okay, let's find another one. There's a video in June of a Missouri woman um, talking about going inward hunting on Snapchat. Uh, oh my she God. was fired from her uh, job at, and from the Air Force Reserve. I think that might be the same woman that we used for our Karen thing. <gasps> Which one? The one that was like, um, you know, the, I'm not going to suck your toes. Bitch. 
Oh yeah. yeah, it might be her. Um, so oh, I'm, I'm not wow. sure. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, people acting a damn fool. Oh my Come god! Come on now. Um, a white woman earned the nickname Permit Patty. Permit Patty and Barbecue Becky were invented in 2018, and Chris Harrison has the audacity to say it was a different time back then. You can have a slave plantation antebellum wedding or uh, sorority party. Was Rachel Lindsay's season of The Bachelor in 2018? That would be the most ironic statement ever. That's what he meant. He was like, we had a black bachelorette, so everything was fine. Let me see. Hold on. Also, Pool Patrol Paula. I don't know her. Who, she what did she do? She was the woman that she attacked a black woman and her uh, children because they were uh, swimming at a pool, at a hotel pool, but they act that they actually were staying at. And she was like, I need to see your room key. I need to know that you actually are staying here if you guys are going to swim here. And the mom was like, I don't have to show you anything. Leave me and my family alone. Oh, uh, so yeah. I remember we that. Patrol, pool Patrol Paula. We have Permit Patty and Barbecue Becky. The whole fucking Mean Girls of Karen Hood and Karen Stardom fucking started in 2018, Chris Harrison. Yep. Not 2017, not 2019, 2018. So this is... And to top it off, Rachel's season of The Bachelorette, which is where Chris Harrison should have got the first of his like educational uh, lenses adjusted, was May 22nd, or it was it premiered in May 22nd, 2017. So... It's okay. The audacity. It's, I don't even want to get into these too much, but like you got July, a California woman was caught on uh, camera yelling racial slurs at a black couple. Also, a white man uh, called the police on a 4th of July party uh, for black people because he refused to be a black woman and child, a member of the community pool. Oh um, another white CVS manager called the police on a black woman in Chicago for using uh, a coupon that he thought was fake, but it wasn't fake. In August, a white employee of a management company went on a racist rant directed at a cameraman at an anti fracking protest documentary and said all kinds of crazy shit lost his job a mississippi hospital employee was caught on camera calling a donut place worker the n-word um there like there was a there was a cop that said uh that to to some black men that they don't belong in his city that these these certain particular black people don't belong in his city um they're come on now come on yeah, I, I that's even, too many. It's so many. Like the list is, I, I'm just right now I'm looking at picture after picture after video after video of all of these Karens, of all of these people that are getting um canceled, essentially. Canceled. This is also the same year, the same time where the new the the woman, it's a New York City woman falsely accused a nine-year-old boy of sexually uh assaulting her. Oh but yeah, when she yes. up against his backpack, yes, that happened in 2018. Chris Harrison, you should have picked any other year, homie. I would have, you would have been safer picking uh, 1619. You should have picked a different year, Chris Harrison, because the way you're trying to do, use this like as a moment to apologize for this other Rachel's behavior, you just dug this big hole for yourself. Yeah, you were fine before this. No one was coming for him. No one. I don't think people were coming for him in the normal way they come for him. Like, oh my God, Chris Harrison, you should have let them go home. Oh my God, Chris Harrison, you should have gave them more time with Matt. Oh my God, you know, the stupid shit. Yeah. I I know he got mad and said people constantly coming for him and trying to cancel him, but then get off the fucking TV. Don't be a host of a a highly syndicated fucking show on primetime television if it hurts your feelings that bad. Mm -hmm. Don't be in the public eye if you don't like being in the public eye. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. That's like, I put that in the same, you know, argument that I'd be like, if a cop or someone came to me and said, you know what? It's not fair. I have to put on a uniform every day and I have to go out and patrol the streets to make sure everyone's safe. That's just not fair. I'd be like, that sounds crazy. Quit your job or get a different job then. 
And what have I told you time and time again? The biggest threat to the white man is criticism. So if he's up in his ivory tower being upset and now all of a sudden he's getting criticized all the time, guess what, dude? That's what comes with like freaking being in charge. But like, it's also like the worst thing you can do to him. The worst thing he could do is the worst thing you could do to a rich and successful person is take away his job. And even then, guess what he's going to do? Probably retire somewhere in Malibu and be totally fine. Yeah. He has money. He or has enough money. Go on another show. He could He could be on, you know, what is it? OAN, OAN and what network or whatever. I don't know how to say it. Oh, the one that uh, has Mr. Pillow on there yeah, all the time. Yeah, the NRA's fucking channels on He could be a QAnon fucking host. I don't know. But anyway, see. Yeah, we, I'm sure the right is going to embrace him now after this. Interview. Oh, yeah. They're going to say this is everyone's getting canceled. See, this is so unfair. But it's like Chris no Harrison one, is the next victim of the woke police, which he says later in the interview. Yes. He constantly keeps saying the woke police. We need, let's just, okay, let's touch on that then. The idea that he consistently uses this word, the the woke police. He uses it several times over and over again saying that who, he's like, who are you, Rachel? Who am I to like be the people to condemn her and be the judge, jury, and executioner? This woke police is out here, you know, just deciding everybody. And this social media is just so cutthroat and, so, and trying to come for everybody. Is that is that actually entirely true that uh, the way how we discuss race and talk about race and challenge people who are racist is more intense than it was in the past? Are you asking me? I'm at, I mean, I'm asking you. And I'm asking I you think, general. yeah, I think um, it feels that way for white people. Sure. Because of the, what we're talking about here is we're talking about accountability. Yeah. And and. Uh, like that's just a larger topic like of this whole conversation today but essentially being held accountable for your words and actions rarely happens for especially successful rich white people but then i will argue that accountability has intensified yeah now than it has in the past racism hasn't no not at all y'all motherfuckers were assassinating bitches and spraying people with water hoses back in the day i would say shit was popping off back then yeah, I would say it was. I would say it was pretty much intense when I, if I was sat down at a diner, I wasn't allowed to sit down at. I would get body slammed and arrested. I would say Chris Harrison that uh, that it was more intense and more, and we, everybody was under more scrutiny back then. Was his it argument just wasn't you? Yes, exactly. But what is that? Was that his argument? His argument was, oh, now where everyone's under so much more scrutiny. And so he just saying like he. I think he's trying to bring like he's trying to bring light to unfairness. To, of treatment and like a lack of grace for people who are brought up with these allegations. Dude, dude, the, how unfair is it that you can be walking down the street and get shot for no reason other than you, th- someone thought something about you. They yeah. scrutinized you and they scrutinized wrong and they shot you. That's not going to happen to Chris Harrison, but how many people has that happened to that are how many it, black people? Right. He's he mad because the woke police might write a mean tweet about him and hurt his feelings for five seconds. Meanwhile, everybody else worried about professional police officers shooting them and killing them before getting all the facts and information. So you want to talk about like, this is, I mean, this is something that I always feel like cancel culture for white people or celebrities and people with money is like, you might get some sponsorships taken away. You might get a couple friends that that unfriend you, and now you're like, oh, we're gonna not look at each other when we go to the barbecue. <laughs> but like black people and young black men, trans black women, their cancel culture, they get killed. 
That's their cancel culture. We're going to cancel you completely. Your entire existence on this earth is canceled. There is no, there is no, uh, maybe they can apologize and come back. No. Did George Floyd get to apologize for bringing an alleged fake $20 bill? Did Tamir Rice get to apologize for not letting everyone know that his gun was a toy? No. Did Trayvon Martin get to apologize and be like, I'm so sorry that you were afraid of me, uh, George Zimmerman, and thought that I was a threat. I'm sorry for that. Did he get to apologize? No. No. Did Sandra Bland get to say, oh, I'm so sorry, officer. Uh, Maybe I should have not been upset and offended that you racially profiled me and also body slammed me outside of my car and threw me in a jail cell and didn't feed me and take care of me. And I went through mental distress and and I allegedly killed myself. I'm sorry I did that. Did she get to apologize? Did she get to go on an apology tour? Did she get to go on fucking Rachel Lindsay's uh, talk show extra and be like, oh, no, none of these people got to do that. So fuck you that I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't want to even get this heated so early. <laughs> we didn't even got into it. But fuck you that you're going to basically talk about like cancel culture being so intense. Like that's what we're we've been saying that. People mm-hmm. of color and women have been saying that cancel culture was fucked up. But for the longest time, it was white men with power and, and money versus everyone else. And Arguably you, white men without power and money against everyone else, too. Yeah. That, that's why I say power and money, because power could be, it ain't got to be wealth. Power could just be physical or it could just be that's social. True. Totally. um, And them versus everyone else. And if you didn't align with that and you weren't that, fuck you. You better better fall in line and do what I tell you to do. You better not speak out of turn or I'll arrest you or slap the fucking taste out your mouth. And so now people, this is just a recurring talking point this whole week, especially with like the Britney Spears documentary coming Uh, out this week, which we'll get to. Yeah, we need to give, we got to give, we got to pause and give a moment for Britney though, because we got to talk about that. Yeah. Because there's some white man tripping in that shit, too. Uh-huh. Exactly. I don't want it to be this way. I promise you I don't sit here and say, oh, how am I going to make sure that white men make a bad mistake today? I didn't do that. I didn't wake up and plan that shit. Well, we were listening to Rachel Y'all talking about this on. Home. Yeah. Up? Rachel was talking about this on Higher Learning, and she's basically like, I was just talking to him about the episode. But when he started going off, she just let him talk. And this interview goes on for 13 minutes. I want to say probably 11 minutes of that is Chris Harrison digging his own grave. Yeah. Just going on and on and on. And I, and I will, I will even for the sake of fucking this conversation, uh, there, I will include that there are moments that just men in general are, are, are a problem and cause, and cause these problems and, and have the ideation and, and the, the, the defensiveness of Chris Harrison. Yeah, I'll take race out of it for a second and say that that there is more there is more male uh, dominance and patriarchy at play here than there is uh, white supremacy. So we're going to definitely talk about the white supremacy. Part. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but this whole railing against cancel culture, because it's been like the thing of the week um, is really just lashing out against accountability. Because look, because but ironically, guess what didn't happen this week? There was zero accountability for President Donald Trump in all of his impeachment, second impeachment trial. Well, I mean, he got every, you know, he he is on his record that he got impeached twice. That's true. He still got impeached twice. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Being impeached doesn't remove you from from anything. Being impeached is just something that remains in your record. 
It like it it, it like he can still run for a president again, right? Mm-hmm. He can. Until they yeah. uh unless they use the the fourteenth amendment to prevent him from doing it. Which I don't know anything about who, that. We're not gonna who get into that. The fourteenth amendment to prevent him from doing it. Congress the same can people do that it. fucking didn't even do anything with this last impeachment. I'm tired of like everyone bringing up these like, oh, but we have a chance to reprimand this this problematic white man who's in power if we vote this in or put this through. Who? The same motherfuckers that can't decide whether to give us five dollars or two thousand? Yeah. No, they're not going to do anything. Which, by the way, how unfair is it that the impeachment trial, ba- uh, impeachment process basically is like, oh, all of the political pe- like people that represent your party are the ones, or your party, and then your, the opposition party are the ones that get to decide your fate. Like, we know how they're going to vote. Yeah. We we knew how this vote was going to end Democrats from the beginning. Democrats are going to vote against him because Democrats just want to look good. Yep. And Republicans are all going to vote for him because they don't want their party to look bad. Yeah. And there might be five or six or seven that are on their deathbed or like, I probably not going to get voted back in anyway because everyone hates me. And then they voted uh, to impeach them because they, you know, Mitt saw me and all them Susan and Collins and all of them. I mean, yeah. Come on now. Y'all. It, uh, so that that's uh, let's touch back on accountability. Basically, yeah. Chris Harrison was so adamantly trying to he was so upset about the intensity of accountability in 2021. Mm-hmm. He said that in 2018 it was a different time, and now that now basically these things are, are not okay. But the thing is, that type of event that this young woman was at was not okay back then because according to uh, her sorority and the university and everybody else, this event was already not allowed. The sorority was ar- already had banned these types of events and parties. We went to college. We know you can't have a motherfucking party that has, you know... Uh, what is it like Pilgrim Bros and Navajos or something? I don't yeah. know whatever the fuck it was. Some crazy thing like that. Corporate sluts or something. Like all these very extremely derogatory party themes. None of that shit was allowed. We already know that. That shit has been around for decades, Chris Harrison. So first of all, fuck you on that too. And how you, many people have actually gotten quote unquote canceled over blackface? We know that that's a huge thing. Not, not that anyone was doing blackface in this, but the old some, South, that slavery face, basically. Somebody, apparently somebody was dressed up at the party as a slave. Really? Yes. Damn. It was a black man. Because, you know, you probably like, oh, ha, 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 whatever. You know, I dressed up as a slave for Halloween, but, you know, I obviously didn't do it for for an old plantation you try- party. <laughs> yeah. You, you were just, you were trying to shake shit up. I you was weren't trying, trying to. I was completely uncomfortable. I yeah. was like, this is the last fucking costume that you want to appropriate. But apparently I was wrong. They they still do. They don't give a fuck. No. Uh, so that party was illegal. Then also on top of that, the party uh, was very exclusive, like a highly exclusive party that only certain people get invited to. So this is this is an event that they don't want everyone to know about, which means that they 100% are aware of what they are doing. They knew it was banned. And they knew it was sh- like they was wrong. Yet you need to have people that's close to you at this thing because you don't want everybody wanting to get out. Yep. So that sounds like to me you got caught. Mm-hmm. So yes, she should answer to this. Yes, she should respond to this. No, Chris Harrison, this is not unfair to Rachel that she uh, that she has to fucking defend herself. Yes, you have to defend yourself. You put yourself in a public forum on this this show to date a, a biracial black man and. 
say you love him and say you're going to care about him and, 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 and respect him and, and have children with him and all this stuff like that. That's it. Like, people have the right to be like, well, are you being honest? Because mm-hmm. you had a plantation party a couple years ago. The, in the Bachelor franchise, the phrase that's so popular is, are they here or are they not here for the right reasons? For the right reasons. Because you're questioning the intentions, the true intentions of the contestants. Yeah. Well, don't you have every right to, once you hear this about this contestant, which, by the way, I just want to be clear to people who aren't following this story and don't know much about The Bachelor, there's Rachel Lindsay, who is a former lead of the show. She was The Bachelorette yes. in, in 2017. She, she, she like... Uh, didn't win her season when she was a contestant on The Bachelor. She went on to become the first black woman bachelorette. Mm-hmm. She uh, found her now husband, mm-hmm. Brian, who uh, is not black. So she's in an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it ain't, it, ain't, it ain't even about like, it's like she's coming at this from such a professional standpoint, I believe. That it, that she has every right to criticize this from from all the different uh, identities she holds as a woman, as a black woman, as a former bachelorette contestant, as a member of ABC's Bachelor franchise. Uh, but I to, and then to my other point, there's another person who's a contestant now, also named Rachel Rachel Kirk Connell. I want to say is her her last name. Um, and that's who is the one who was caught at the photo, you know, taking the photo at the old South Plantation yeah. party. So there's two different Rachel. So my point being, we have every right to question the intentions of Rachel, the contestant coming on the show to date Matt James, who is a black man. If she's going to the old South parties and doesn't realize why it's a big deal. Yeah, not, apparently that's just the tip of the iceberg because she not only went to this party, there's also, you know, her liking photos of, with Confederate flags and stuff like that. And I understand people were like, that's not fair because you just took a photo with a Confederate flag. But I'm sorry. Do people I, take photos with ISIS flags all the time? Yeah. And get away with I it? haven't taken a photo with a Confederate flag, and I lived in Bakersfield. So there's ways to avoid it. But I, so on top of that, you know, and she had friends, like there's like some slurs that were said or something on TikTok and stuff like that. It's just when it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you know, that's the, we know what we, that's the phrase. Come on now, y'all. Like, th- there would be one thing if we said Rachel Kirkcanal had to apologize for, you know, uh, rapping a song lyric uh, 20 years ago or something. I'd be like, yeah, that's crazy. But no, we're saying three years ago, barely three years ago, that she was at this event. She also did this. She also did that. She also did this. <laughs> it's like, that yeah. sounds crazy. There's that's a, a lot, lot of things you're doing during the Donald Trump presiden- presidency, during the QAnon, the rise of QAnon, during the same mentality of these 50,000, 50 million people that apparently throw these types of parties, like Chris Harrison said. Chris Harrison I, definitely went to one of these parties. Okay, that, I'm just kidding. But he, like he the way that he have. said that, he made it sound like he like, he's like, Tons of people into this. I was like, oh, you're tripping. <laughs> yeah. You're tripping. Maybe in all them states, you know, all the middle states and the people that still represent the South, but I don't think they're having antebellum South Southern parties in fucking Oregon. Well, maybe. Uh, or in like Washington. Certain parts of Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe certain parts of Oregon, but maybe not in like Washington and New York and shit like that. I don't think they're doing that. It's a different, it's a different type of thing. Like, yes, yeah. there are, you know, uh, New England parties and, and Kentucky derbies and shit like that and other different places. There's name, different names for it. But to have an antebellum South party, you're going you gonna to be in Georgia. You're going to be in Mississippi. You're going to be like somewhere that straight up had just, they fought for the Civil War to have slaves in them states. That's what they fought it for. <laughs> yep. Don't forget. Uh, so basically going off of this, saying that she 
uh, she has to discuss this and talk about this, yes, this is important to have this conversation because it's at very le- important in relation to the, her who she's dating. Yeah, she she's definitely going to have to have this conversation with her uh, potential fiance. I don't know if she wins or not. I haven't looked at any of the spoilers, but I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm, don't, I, I lost interest in this season now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's been going great Ugh, so far. Um, and also, ahead. like to people who don't know. The Bachelor franchise, you could go on the show, you can um, get really far in the season, not win, and then go on to either another another show where you're like dating other people, you know, on Bachelor in Paradise, or just be on Instagram getting a bunch of followers and make a bunch of money everyone, as an Instagram influencer. Everyone is aware of the of the. the the workings of bachelor this show is 20 like they've had 20 something seasons yeah they, everyone knows about it i don't give a fuck if you watch it or not but i think everyone has it's the same thing like people if some people are describing whose line is it anyway or not whose line is it anyway who wants to be a millionaire or someone's describing the today show or someone's describing uh i don't know hollywood squares or something <laughs> is, this, is this you calling me out for trying to explain this to people <laughs> well i'm just more or less yes. yeah I'm just, I'm but just i'm saying, saying like there just, are negative intentions that you can have like you can have selfish intentions going on the show you're not just woke you know, just because you went on a show to date Matt James. Oh, absolutely black. fucking not. Why would a bunch of women or men who go on a show to basically like all date the same person because they think that there's no other way to fucking date people? Uh, why would they all be woke? I, this is absolutely not the wokest the crop of the fucking world that are on this show. I'm sorry if I'm offending you because you were a former contestant on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, but you weren't. I'm sorry. You went on a beauty contest. Yeah. And but I just so happened to get a husband or wife. Yeah, so I'm saying like like yes, she's maybe she falls in love with him. Yes, maybe they have this conversation and they grow together. But there's also the alternate universe where maybe she just went on the show cuz it's a TV show and she wanted to become an Instagram influencer. Well, also I just I need to know. If you're going to be on my fucking TV, if you're going to be uh, parading around all in my face and shit, I need to know if you actually are down with plantations and having slaves or not. Yeah, she I mean, released a statement. By yeah, the way, yeah, I need a statement. They're like, but also, wouldn't wouldn't anyone want to defend themselves, whether it was true or not? I'd be like, yeah. I need to, I need to speak my piece. So yeah. I think that's all that the host of this segment that's talking with Chris Harrison, Rachel Lindsay. She is she. All she's trying to say is that this woman needs to speak up and and defend herself in some regard. Yeah. And Chris Harrison turned that whole thing into a America basically has turned into this this intensified, uh, you know. Picket, what, what, pickets and pickaxes and whatever. What's the phrase? Oh, pitchforks. Pitchforks. Torches and, and pitchforks. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like mob mentality, like on social media, which a lot of people are railing against right now because they feel like it's like it's it's crazier than ever because no. now accountability is at an all talent high. It's all the accountability. It's never. It's always been a problem. It's just that we have allowed that we brush certain things under the rug that we shouldn't have. People have always been putting out allegations of racism, misogyny, homophobia, uh, intense violence, domestic violence, child abuse. All these things have always been occurring. People have always been talking about it. People have always been complaining about it. There was just a there was just a point in time when people were talking complaining upon deaf ear deaf ears yeah so now that now a lot of the ears ain't as deaf as it used to be so that so now people are like huh this isn't fair because those guys who got away with so much shit for so long now are getting in trouble and they they also still control the narrative so that's why they get to say it's unfair because they're the ones saying it's unfair 
The, yeah. the women and all these people that are victims and survivors, they're not the ones. They've been said as unfair fucking 20, 40, 50 years ago. What the fuck are you talking about? Don't yeah. come up to no black person or a woman or a Native American person or uh, an Asian person, especially what's going on right now, and be like, oh, my God, what's happening right now is so unfair. Where did that come from? They're like, bitch. That shit's been fucked up like this. We've been having these conversations. It's just that now we can have them in very intensely because you can have a situation like this where it happened on The Bachelor. It happened in her past on social media. It happens on Rachel Lindsay's show on Extra. It happens after the fact on Rachel Lindsay's podcast and on YouTube. So it's happening in so many different places now, it's hard to run away from it. The yeah. accountability has intensified in 2021. Exactly. And just for people who don't know, what is accountability? Accountability refers to an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility for one's action. When a person accepts responsibility, the person is committed to generating positive results, what some people call taking ownership, which it's an interesting word. Yeah, I mean, the first step, if you didn't know what the fucking definition of accountability was, the first thing you need to take accountability for is not knowing the definition of accountability. <laughs> like, you need to get ass beat. Because, like, <laughs> it's literally like, it's, it's, it's getting a whooping, like, that the whole idea that that's why some you know probably kids don't get spanked as much as they used to, and I understand some parent, parents are very gratuitous with that, and it was probably a, a, an issue. But I will say to a certain extent, get, having some level of punishment what is very important for a child because that does teach accountability. It can be it can be it doesn't have to be a getting a smack with a belt. Yeah, it can not be as at simple all. as getting something taken away or getting a very stern talking to. Because there's that, a lot of parents who won't even do that. Yeah. If you don't do that, guess what? You didn't teach your child accountability. So now they're going out and grabbing pussies and, and saying whatever the fuck they want and acting a damn fool. Yeah. Thinking they can do whatever the hell they want with no consequences. They think consequences don't exist for people like them. And now the basically the world is saying, nah, motherfucker, consequences exist for all of us. And we didn't give you that many as much because we were tripping and we were on some different shit back then. But now we're going to try to make up for lost time. Some of us are going to do it for bad intentions. Some of us are going to do it for uh for social media and just to look good. Others of us are going to do it because we've always been talking about this and now we're just happy that there's a microphone put to our lips. So it's But it, but the accountability is intensified and, and, and consequences are going to be brought to light now consequences are more more intense that's all so chris yeah. i'm sorry that you're mad but you basically explain what you he went miss cleo i'm gonna tell the fucking future i'm gonna read your fortune on this show and basically described what was gonna happen to his ass after he blew the fuck up he just kept bringing up like the the interview is 13 minutes long 13 he minutes kept long. going off about the woke police and he's like who am i who are you to say he, you know, to, to like, like now all of a sudden, like the Bachelor franchise has to be accountable to all of your problems and all of this stuff. Like he went off, and then he's like, you know what? I, you know, I grew up in Texas in the seventies, and yeah, there were some schoolyard games that we played that were not okay today. There was a weird edit in the video. Yeah, <laughs> I think it didn't he, seem like it. My theory is he explained. My theory is he explained that that um, you know, what happened there, um, and then they cut it out because they're yeah, like, Chris has like, two races. <laughs> we're not gonna put that on. Yeah, but but I I don't know if that happened. I'm just joking. But but and then he just goes off about how he's like, yeah, there's like so so much was different. It was a different time. That classic. It was a different time. Just he went off and off about talking about woke police, and then, I mean, yeah, you fucked up. He said woke police five times in the fucking mirror, and they came and got his ass. They came and got him on they Twitter. Was- <laughs> 
And we're playing. I, I said it three times, so I better watch out. Yeah, I don't like why. Why are you fucking with them like that, Chris Harrison? That's how you must be a, a damn fool to go on on national TV or whatever syndicated streaming, whatever the fuck that was, and be like, "Oh, the woke police think they so fucking big and bad." Wrong statement. <laughs> they was like, "Huh?" You said what? Okay, all right, Chris Harrison. Let's see if you that secure. They, yeah. They, <laughs> no, even in racist America, Donald Trump got shut the fuck down. Yeah. He Donald Trump should have won based off of what America is and how in the way we are are how badly racism and white supremacy is deeply rooted in our system. He should have won hands down. Oh yeah, he's like the the prototypical American oh, hero yeah. yes. for for what America actually is. Uh, that actually reminds me of something that Chris Harrison said that he was he complained that he was part of multiple identities and so it's not fair for him because he gets he gets ridiculed for being a liberal elite mm. he gets ridiculed for being uh like a white like white Trump supporter or whatever I don't know he says oh they call me a liberal elite and then they call me a like conservative Trumper yeah and then there was one other thing um but it's basically i was like the thing the reason why you get encapsulated in all these different identities and you get ridiculed for all of them because guess what dude that's the whole that's what privilege is is that white men haven't been allowed to be part of all the groups white when you think of a hippie hippies are white men who are who are against uh injustice and, and against the, the vietnam war when you think of uh, the richest people in the world who who, not, who who can do no wrong and who who can fucking just hide in the shadows and control everything, white men. When you think of uh, police officers and the law and, and judges and people who are just trying to uphold and instill the beliefs of the American system, white men. When you think of like, it's like, it doesn't matter any, all sides, the Democrats, the Republicans, the socialists, the communists, that all still is controlled by white men and white men hold power in all those groups. Yeah, who do we replace Donald Trump with? A white, a white man. man. So like that, like that, it, that dude, that that's Chris Harrison. I know it's unfair, but guess what? That's what happens when you want to be the fucking uh, line leader of every goddamn thing. You can't be like, I want to be in charge and be the CEO of everything. And it's not fair when I get uh, blamed for everything. It's like, well, then, then step the fuck back. Let somebody else be the host then. Why don't you go let Chris Rock or somebody be the host of fucking Bachelor if you can't uh, handle it? Because he has way better things to do this time. <laughs> I'm just saying that because it's another Chris, you know. And yeah, 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 of course. Um, so, and then another thing that uh, I also thought was very interesting is that he talked about uh, the records, bringing up records. And he was like, there, it, we didn't play this clip, but he basically was saying it was unfair because Rachel Kirkinell, the, the white Rachel that's on The Bachelor right now. The contestant, yeah. The contestant, the one that said all the racist shit or do racist shit, whatever she did. But he said it's unfair because people are pulling these receipts, these old, you know, old ass receipts, which is only from like two years ago. So it ain't that old. <laughs> shit yeah. fresh. Uh, but he said it's not fair that we're doing that and not giving her the grace and stuff to, to, to apologize and like we're holding her accountable for these things that were in her past. But I'm confused because every time, uh, I'm going to always keep going back to this, every time an unarmed black person was killed, it takes about 45 seconds. And next thing you know, there's all people in the comments and in the things like, well, maybe he shouldn't have committed a crime. Oh, I, heard he had, I heard he had cocaine 20 years ago. Oh, I heard this little kid smoked weed one time with his teenage friends out of an apple. Like, you be saying all kinds of shit to condemn and justify why this person got killed. Mm-hmm. But now, when we say, Rachel uh, Kirkenau, you got all these little incidents that, that clearly show that you have an issue of ignorance and not understanding the problematic uh, 
things that you are promoting uh, is rooted in white supremacy, we are not allowed to bring it up. So it's like, it's like, that sounds mm. crazy to me. It's like, yeah. it's basically like, oh, Such we're talking about people of color and women and we want to condemn them. And we want to fucking, you know, talk to you about why Kamala Harris shouldn't be vice president. Oh, we could bring up whatever the fuck we want. We could talk about when she was in law school. We could talk about when she was born. We could talk about her mama. But, oh, no, I don't want to hear anything about Mitch, what Mitch McConnell did last week. That's not fair to bring up the past. What, nigga, please? Like, yeah. uh-uh. I'm going to bring up everybody fucking record. Like, don't do some stupid shit if you ain't ready to defend it. I'm, that's all I'm going to say right now. Because I've done some stupid shit in my life. And somebody come up to me sure. and try to call my ass out. Yes, I'm going to be very defensive. Yes, I'm going to pull up shit that they did that's worse than mine and make my not look as bad. And cuss <laughs> their ass out and hurt their feelings so I can feel better about myself. But also, I will take a little bit of accountability. Yeah, and that's that's what this is about. Like, there's a, there was a statement that Mike Johnson, who was a former contestant on the show, yeah, said... Yeah. And he was a, a black man during Hannah Brown's season. Um, well, he's still a black man today. He was he was a contestant on the show during. <laughs> he was a black man. Yeah, no, he he was on Hannah's season, and he is a black man. Um, and he posted, you know, a quote from Good Kid, Mad City, um, and they said, "I'm a '90s kid with the same dreams as MLK, Sojourner Truth, John Lewis, and countless others who stood for what was right, not for what was comfortable." And then he says, "When we give grace, mercy." and compassion to those whose actions cause hurt, but not to the hurt ones who cannot stay silent. It fuels the anger that divides us. Okay. That's what's hap- That's what happens is a, like grace that, that Chris is asking for here is not extended both ways. When, when in actuality, in order for there to be any grace, it has to be extended to all people first and foremost. Yes. You know, and he says, always stand for what's right, whether it's 1968, 2018, 2020, 2021. For every year hurt was caused, we shine the light. Call it woke police or call it accountability. The choice is yours. Accountability is tough love, but love nonetheless. Speak for your fellow humans. Okay, so I want to bring this up because we we kind of touched us, talked about this off air, but. You you were had a concern that you're like, is this what I sound like sometimes? Dude, when yeah. I was listening to him defend like just whiteness, basically, it made me think back to like, man, is that what I sound like on this show when I'm trying to either explain it or trying to like think about it? Like, do I sound like I'm coming across like Chris does? I OK, so and you can answer totally honestly. I want to know this is how this is how what I'm going to say. It's like and this is honest is that. I there there I I give you the benefit of the doubt a lot more than the average person who doesn't know you because I because I know I know other elements and things about you. So you could even come on here and say, "Oh, I stopped the shot of a motherfucker if I see him on the street." But I I would know, "Oh, he's joking or or this is hyperbole or he or he, or somebody have to really say something mean to him or he means that he's going to do that to defend someone because they were in danger like mm-hmm. i can come up with all those different conclusions cuz i know you but mm-hmm. if you just said that statement to someone who doesn't know you all they heard was that statement they're like they ain't going to slap an innocent random person so but i wouldn't come to that conclusion right. so in the same regard when you talk about race and you talk about uh different identities and stuff that you don't hold and we and we talk about these hard topics yeah i can i'm hearing i'm hearing you're hearing from a different uh perspective but one no you you do not uh, you do not fall in the same category as chris harrison because chris harrison was defending his racism he was defending his white supremacy now that's the difference between someone defending 
why they are not as bad as the other white supremacists. So I will put you in that category, which is not, <laughs> which is not the, which is not bad, uh, or not. I'm not saying you are as bad as as those people, but but that is that's what that's the the, the process, right? Yeah. Of, of if you're if you're working on how to learn uh, your place as a heterosexual white male in America, you're gonna have to learn how you are still part of the problem. So yeah. yes, your argument is gonna always probably be rooted in, well, I'm not as bad as the other guys. Right. Now, if that's your sole argument and only argument, then that's bad. But if that if there are elements of you doing that, you have every right to to separate yourself from them people. But you still need to understand why you still have a responsibility to hold those people to the fire so they can change. Yeah, if that makes sense. So, totally. So yeah, I think there are, there can be moments where I'm like, ooh, that that could be cringeworthy or something to someone who doesn't know you completely. But I I know where you're coming from. So no, I don't I don't think you sound like Chris Harrison. But also at the same time, like, I, I feel like even if I did ever say something that sounded like it was defending white supremacy, I feel like I would then go and talk about, or I would take accountability for that if I was called out. First That's what all, it is. Accountability. I'm actually offended that you would think that you would get on, put your motherfucking lips together what? to do something to defend white supremacy. And you wouldn't and call would me out? I would not say anything back to it. Yeah. Like, like really? Like what what <laughs> could you have said? Is there an incident? Or but like you situation? said, right? You give me the grace that Chris Harrison is but talking I ain't about. Give me that here. much motherfucking grace. <laughs> I ain't saying I ain't got I ain't got that much grace. I ain't never had that much grace my whole fucking life. I didn't <laughs> I let white kids just say some foul shit and do some foul, you know, microaggressions. I'll let you slide a couple of them motherfuckers in there, but I ain't gonna let nobody say the N-word or nothing to me. Oh, of I, course. I I'll say it right here on record. I have I have popped some fucking sense into some motherfuckers back in elementary school days that were like oh <laughs> Mike you know he let me touch his afro one time so that means I'm down with the cause I'm gonna say the n-word in the Tupac song and I was like no 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 Billy <laughs> you gonna get your fucking teeth knocked out yeah like, you, can, <laughs> you cannot say that but like, you know like like if if you like if you're taking if you're taking Chris Harrison's side which I'm gonna like think like Chris Harrison for a second this, and uh, I'm gonna do exactly the thing that try I real hard I'm yeah. gonna try real hard to think like Chris Harrison Roll for a second play. okay so like Chris Harrison thinks that he's defending this innocence that 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 exists out there. And like, we need to have grace for people who aren't as, quote unquote, woke as us. I can sit here and rationalize where Chris Harrison's coming from when he says that, because like there's been times where like, yeah, I've had to educate people. I've had to educate myself constantly for the past 30 years, but particularly the last 10. You know what I mean? And so I think from that perspective of like, yeah, I've had times where like I have had to have a little grace and explain and break things down for people. So I understand where he's coming from with that. But he's doing that at the expense of talking his ass off, like and at the expense of Rachel Lindsay and at the expense of all of the people who don't get that same grace. So it's like that's why it's like, dude. It's a two-way street. Okay, Chris Harrison has a point. This is the thing. He used the wrong terminology. Okay. He kept fucking focusing on woke police. Wrong. One, it already got the police in the name, so don't do that. Yeah. Also, two, using woke in that regard is trying to be derogatory or condescending, saying like, yeah. oh, holier than thou. That's what he's basically saying. Now, if he if he would have specifically referenced it, you know what? I don't think it's fair that there are lots of white people and men who look like me who are coming at the Rachel Kirkenau and holding her feet to the fire when we all have skeletons in our closet and things that we need to... That's a serious for. fucking truthful and, statement right yeah, there. If he would have said that, I'd have been like, yes, but that's not what he said. He said woke police. And the way how 
how he kept saying it in response to Rachel Lindsay, a black woman, he was including Rachel Lindsay in that group, which you cannot do. I yeah. am not the fucking woke police. Uh, let me give a, a loud and clear announcement to everyone. I am not a fucking social justice warrior, and I am not the woke police. I am not liberal. I am not progressive. I don't choose to be any of those things. I don't want those labels. I was born a fucking black man. So everything I fucking do, y'all want to throw that label on it? Because, yeah, if I if I go do something that a white man uh, never let me do, I'm the first black man that got to do that. Yay, give me a fucking ribbon. You're a progressive. Now I'm a progressive. But I didn't, I didn't ask for that. So don't come at me and call me no woke police. I didn't choose to do that. I'm a fucking black person. So the same thing for Rachel Lindsay. Don't come at her and say, oh, who are you? The woke police? No, she's a black woman who's defending herself. Yeah. She's not she's not defending the idea. She's defending her humanity. And she said that in the quote. She said she's like, Well, if I went to this party, who would I be? Who do I get to play? She would have been a slave. Like the one black guy that was there, apparently. Yeah, or a mammy or something. She would have been like, What there's no roles for us at an antebellum southern party? Come on now. Like it is crazy that 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 people need to understand that. So that yeah, I am I am very critical also of the of the white people that want to come out there and probably come after. You know, we talked about it. Some of our friends or people that might be like, oh, who the fuck does Grant think he is? He's on this podcast with Mike well, talking yeah. about black issues. And is he really that much better than us? And I have that same thought in my head. That's why I'm here having a conversation, not staying on social media every day. Everyone needs to change. Everyone needs to be better. Like I'm doing my fucking side of it. Yeah, and and and. In turn, I'm allowed to by me having these conversations with you. We they get heated, y'all. Yeah, we don't all it ain't always fucking rainbows and fucking butterflies. No. Uh, and by having those conversations, I'm also able to have a mirror held up to me, and then I get to see where oh maybe I was not being considerate of that, or here's where I was being problematic, or here's where I was being bigoted, or here was I was being irrational. So, cause you're, cause we're able to go back and forth, bam, 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 bam. So it's like we talk about racism, but now we're talking about uh. Uh, listening. Now we're talking about uh, just just peer arguing. Now we're talking about understanding and reasoning. Like this, so it's there's a lot to that that can could stem from a conversation about racism and stuff like that, where everybody has a lot of learning and growing to do. Totally. But but, but when it comes to discussing race and blackness and stuff like that, black people are not doing. I promise you, we're not doing this so we can look good. <laughs> That's <laughs> stupid. Doing, doing it to you so you can stay alive. Stay alive. That's all. It's literally a survival. It's a survival tactic. When black people are out there marching in the street for Black Lives Matter, they are doing this to as a survival tactic. They're doing this for the same reason that your ass go to a Vons every time your cab- your cupboard's empty because you're hungry and you want to survive and live. So they're like, "Ooh, this is this is me refilling my cupboard up because there might be a situation I get into that'll be very rooted in some white supremacy and racism, and I might get killed. So how do I prevent that? Maybe I should take part in this uh, uh this rally. Maybe I should take part in this vote. Maybe I should listen to uh, what this politician is saying and vote this way. And That's in reverse, people like me and Chris Harrison, before fucking twenty twenty, apparently never had to go to these type of rallies because it wasn't life or death for us. That's a whole lie." <laughs> the women, it, the I mean, women's march like at that random time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like you know, like we, like it's not the same. It wasn't the same for white people going to these rallies who weren't educated in it. Yeah. Right. Like, like we didn't think we needed to go because it wasn't life or death for us. 
it's it's nuts. So they basically, Chris Harrison just said, like, I didn't have to care about this back then. Yeah. So why do I have to care about it now? Exactly. And it's like, well, dude, you should have really fought for them not to have Rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelorette. Because guess what? We're going to talk about that shit the minute that happened. That's yeah. the same reason why people were so mad once Barack Obama won. Because it was like, it was, there was not people that were, they weren't mad just because a black man won. Some people were mad because they're like, God damn it. Because now we have to talk about why there weren't 43 other black men that were president. Yeah. That's why people don't want black people or women to take on new jobs or don't want, you know, people of color, BIPOCs, to take on new roles and things they didn't normally have. Because then we have to talk about why they didn't get to have it to begin with. When, yeah. when everyone's like, oh, uh, why aren't there more movies with Asian people as the lead? Because when they have, when they start doing that, now we got to talk about why they didn't do it in 1933. Yeah. And they don't want to be like, please don't bring up my skeletons. Please don't bring up the receipts. I don't want to talk about that. I know it's fucked up in the past. Let's just move on. So the best way to avoid the past is to make it... To make it the present, which means keep things the same. Conservative, Republican. Think about it, y'all. Yeah. Who, who, like, if the party is rooted in con- in keeping things the same, it's because they don't want to talk about things that they know they fucked up on, which is like gay rights or the climate or. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like I, I mean that. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, who wants to talk about why, all the times you're a villain? Yeah. Shit. Sure, let's okay. Let's talk about Britney. Okay. Speaking of villains. Or yes. speaking, about, speaking about people talking, now they're the subject, where they're now the villain with a different lens, to quote Chris Harrison uh, in 2021. Yes, yeah, a different lens. So this lens, uh, we watched that special, it was like the New York Times or something, whatever. The New York Times presents Britney Spears something. Something looking in the Britney, you know, yeah. looking glass. I don't know what they called yeah. it. But anyway... Uh, I'll pull it up. So they basically, <laughs> they they went deep into Britney Spears from the beginning, from when she was a little ass girl, a little itty bitty girl, before Mickey Mouse Club, through Mickey Mouse Club, all the way through, you know, to the Disney Times, all the way straight up to now. She, everything, kids, shaving her hair off, all of that. Now, the way she was treated, we were all aware of. I was a little kid, I even knew. I, I, I remember, I, I vividly remember uh, her album, Baby One More Time. Uh, my neighbor having it, and I looked at the cover of it, and I was just like, she's 15? <laughs> I was so confused, because I was like, this don't seem right. Like, part of me was, like, weirded out by it, because, like, I I was, I think, yeah, she's attractive, she's hot, because she's a little bit older than me, but at the same time, I'm like, this is, everyone can see this, not just me, little kid. Everyone. You knew that at that time? Huh? You, like, knew that at that time? You I were aware? it was kind of weird. That's so I, interesting. I was very, I mean, literature, being aware of certain literature, you know, you know, things that you, you know, things uh, that you're not, not everybody, the general public or general kids know. Mm. I knew what Lolita was. So oh, when wow. I see her dancing, uh, like in a schoolgirl outfit, I'm like, okay, well, she's not Sailor Moon. So I know she's, I know this is the sexual one. <laughs> I'm like, like wow, so I, yeah. I, I know, you know, I know the difference. If she would have went on there and was, and I had little meatballs on her head and changed it <laughs> to a Power Ranger or whatever, I'd have been like, oh, okay, I get what she was going for. But that's not what she was doing. She was like, I'm a little bad school girl. I was like, ooh, we know that book and we know that story. So, wow, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's like seeing that, it's already weird. But to me, it's not the reason why it wasn't that alarming to me though because she's still older than me so it's the same thing as me looking at Carmen Electra and the same thing as looking at Pamela Anderson it's an older girl yeah but I'm not as I got older I'm starting to realize wait a minute hold on you know when you look back you're like damn there are guys who are 40 50 and shit that were in charge of her image and and promoting this who also were looking at that in that way 
Totally. That ain't right. And and in the documentary, you see clips from interview shows of people talking about her in a sexual manner. Uh, older men, primarily. Yeah. And even sometimes older women. Yeah, it was like, it was like Ed McMahon. Uh, yeah. From like Star Search. He was like, basically like, oh, you don't have a boyfriend? Well, all boys are bad. What about me? I can't be your boyfriend? Lily says the words, but I can't, can I be your boyfriend? And it's like, I to a, And I think at that point she was like 11, wasn't 11 she? Or, or 14? Yeah. I get he's making a joke, but why was that the joke you need to make with an 11-year-old girl? Exactly. When the, when the 11-year-old boy went on the show, did you go, do you have a girlfriend? And he go, no. And he's like, girls are mean. And he's like, well, why? What about me? Would you date me? And if he would have said that to the boy, too, I'd be like, oh, he's just teasing all the kids or something. I don't know. He's, he's just a, a full-on pedophile. Yeah, but, then you would have other but, problems yeah. with it. <laughs> Maybe he was the full-on pedo. But no, he, he said it to her because she was a woman. Then, you know, there's other interviews that they're asking about her breast size. Mm-hmm. They're asking about her virginity. They're, when mm-hmm. you know, they got the relationship with Justin Timberlake, which is very mm-hmm. relevant and prevalent to what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Uh, they are asking her, what she what did she do wrong in a relationship? Did Justin, they, they, there's an interview with Justin Timberlake, like, oh, did you, uh, did you get, did you take away her virginity or whatever? Or did you have sex with her? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. So it's like, mm-hmm. do you... Everything Britney did uh, in response to all of this shit in the last twenty years is normal to me. I don't think any. I don't think anything was off to me. Like y'all, the way y'all was treating her and the things you were saying about her, she should have did a lot more than hit a fucking car with an umbrella. Yeah, she should have threw a whole Molotov cocktail in that motherfucker and blew that shit up. To tell you the truth. The like the ridicule and the shame that you've been giving this girl, trying to just trying to do her thing like everybody else since she was eleven years old or whatever, mm-hmm. and you have the audacity to be surprised that she wants to shave off her hair and get out of the public for a little while. That seems like the that seems like the the normal response to this is to be like, leave me the fuck alone. I can't take this anymore. Which is not it's not healthy and it's not good. But damn, y'all. So like in the same in the same conversation about accountability and stuff, like it's crazy to see all those situations and there was there's no accountability for any of that. Yeah. The whole, well they were not canceled back in nineteen ninety. And they still whatever. are not. Are yeah. We, are we canceling these record companies that uh that that promoted and did all these things and said these things about her and allowed these things to happen? Are we are we canceling uh all of these uh agents and managers and and publicists and all these people that allowed and condoned these things? Are we canceling all the paparazzi that took pictures of her vagina and took pictures of her shaving her hair and getting and, and beating people with umbrellas and, and stuff like that? Are we are are we canceling her father who clearly has all these different issues and shit which was shown on there? Yeah. And problems. And she even is telling us that he's in problem her out of her own mouth. And yeah. the judges still rule. Well, no, maybe she doesn't know what's best for her. I'm like, I don't the know. It's not like none of y'all are best. None of y'all are good for her. So we need to figure something. There needs to be a different solution. Yeah. Like the fact that, you know, she's in this conservatorship that basically means that her dad controls all of her money and, and can sign her up for work. Like that to me is... So problematic, and then they make millions of dollars on top of that, and and obviously everyone after watching this kind of knows now that that's been going on and sees how ridiculous that is. It's not okay. It's not okay, and it, there needs to be accountability for like, that. Like, come on now, all these situations. I every time we have these situations that we're very controlling parents, nothing ever seems pretty to me. Michael yeah. Jackson had a very controlling parent that did not go well. Did not go well. Uh, I remember when I was a little bit younger, when Brittany Murphy, her whole situation with her mom and everything and all them people, 
she's no longer with us. Yeah. You got all these child actors and stuff that had like Macaulay Culkin, where his parents took all of his money and shit after he was one of the biggest stars in the whole world. And and he he took a lot to bounce back and try to survive. But he had to cut things off with a lot of those people. And you see, he didn't he didn't it was a lot for him. So she she's not like some random uh, anomaly. Britney Spears is not some random like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Uh, No, there's a lot of people that are that are no longer with us because of of the shit that uh, we put them through. Now, if Chris Harrison was talking about that, I would be like, you got you got a point, Chris Harrison. We can't start condemning Rachel Kirkinow and and talking about her mental health and slut shaming her and all this stuff like that. That's not what we were saying, though. We were saying that she did a couple things in her past or aligned with a couple things in her past and we need some we and people just want answers and her to respond to it and she hadn't done it yet. And then you went off about the woke police. That's what you went off about. Mm-hmm. But fuck the woke police. Why aren't we talking about this 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 idea that we can treat people like like Britney Spears or women or celebrities, whoever uh, 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 with that kind of that kind of lens, this fucking this was in 2018. This was before then, so maybe he would say there was a different time. So back then, we could ask little girls about their breast size and their virginity. No, yeah. nigga, and no, it, we can never do that. And it wasn't a good look. Like the like the we we talked this to death about 2018 versus 2021. Yeah. But when Rachel Lindsay interviewing him said it wasn't, it's never a good look as far as slavery goes. That's the same for asking women about all this other stuff, like sexualizing young girls and, and being misogynistic and all this shit. It's never good. It's never good. It, we just like, just now there's more people talking about it. It's it, shown to us through a different lens now. And that, I think that's what that documentary with Britney Spears should really bring to light. Like, one, it should bring to light that, yes, this situation is very dicey and we need to do, somebody needs to figure this out, get some new lawyers and shit up in there. Yeah. I don't know. That shit don't sound right. Yes, that that's definitely what we need to take away from that. Mm-hmm. But we also need to take away how fucking grossly misogynistic is our society that we allowed this kind of shit to happen. This yeah. is the same country that allowed this stuff to happen to, to, to over-sexualize little girls like Britney Spears and, and Christina Aguilera and then shame them for trying to take ownership of their sexuality. But yeah. then also the same country that would say like, uh, that would talk shit and condemn Hillary and, and call her out her name and elect a president that said, I can grab women by the vagina and do whatever the fuck I want. This is, all these things don't add up. These are all the receipts. This yeah. isn't. This is this is crazy, y'all. This isn't one isolated incident. There's a whole bunch of incidents that are basically just showing us, uh, yeah, y'all are very fucking problematic. The world is fucking very problematic, and you let a lot of shit slide. And now that things are coming to light, nobody knows how to handle and deal with it. Well, uh, that is like that is a question mark, which is like, how do you handle it and deal with it? You change it, right? You change. Yeah. You admit that it was wrong, and then you change it and you do better. Which isn't. It's not fun. It takes work. Ugh, I don't want to do it. Shit, I don't... Like, I get a knot in my stomach every time we talk about, like, past stuff. And, like, have to even have these conversations we're having now. Yeah. This I mean, was- me too. Because it's like, it's... Like, you you know that you're not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. And there's a lot of things that everyone needs to do in order to change and, and make the world better. But in order to do that, you have to say, first and foremost, I take responsibility for it. Secondly, I want to make this better. Yeah. And and or no, not even not even want to. I need to make this better. 
because it was wrong in the first place. So what would you say to someone that told you that wasn't good enough, though? Because that, that, like, Justin Timberlake had issued an apology based off of everything that people learned deep more, ins- had more deeper insight into from the, from the documentary. But I'm like, I always knew you snatched off Janet Jackson's fucking uh, jacket and popped her titty out. When I was a little ass kid and I watched that, mm-hmm. I wasn't that little, but when I was younger and I watched that, I, everyone could see you have her naked by the end of the song is the lyric on your song. Not Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson and I have a lyric saying, I'm going to have this woman butt naked at the end of my song. That was your lyric, Justin Timberlake. Also, Janet Jackson just stood there and you put your hand on her breast and pulled at it and snatched off the, uh, the, the, the casing and popped her titty out. So to me, you grabbed a woman's outfit and popped her titty out. You had a role to play in this. I'm not saying you 100% were responsible, but you had at least like 80, 80% to 90% of the, of the issue is, is, was on you, your hands, literally. And at and, the time, wasn't, wasn't she the one that took all of the responsibility oh, for it? everybody was mad. Jan- Janet Jackson is a slut and she's dirty. How dare she? Never mind that we grew up with her, Janet Jackson, since she was a little itty-bitty kid on Good Times. Never mind that. Let's just disregard that we know who she is. Oh, you that's crazy. Who who else was a little ass kid on TV and grew up to be a famous singer? Also. Ha. Huh. Hmm. Do you know, know any? Yeah, Britney Spears. Yep. Miley Cyrus. Yep. Christina Aguilera. Yep. Come on now. They, yeah. These it's not it's not a coincidence that they all are going through the same situations and the same and same issues. Man, we but, I don't know. But to answer your question though, like yeah, what 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 do you say if someone says that's not good enough? Well, as a white I, man, I you? can only speak for myself, and I can say okay, and I could just every day wake up and try to do better. And who gives a fuck what other people say to me about my apology and whether or not it's good enough, or my actions good enough? Am I making good decisions every day that I get up and, and live my life? Do I know that I want to make a change? And do I keep working on myself and trying to do better? Then I'm sorry, you're going to have to take people not liking you. You're going to have to take the criticism. You're going to have to take the fact, you're going to have to take the L and just still do better. I mean, that's what I think for myself. What do you think? I mean, what do people do when their apologies aren't good enough? I, I think you need to accept the same way that you are willing that you really want people to accept your apology you need to accept that not everyone is going to receive it like yeah. it, it's like the thing is that you got you got to do it because you cuz it's what something you need to do not cuz someone what someone else wants you to do i don't yeah. know how many people talk about this all the time like the, yeah. way, the way how apologies work i think we even had this in an episode yeah we had we did have an episode we had an all episode about on this, this and forgiveness yeah. and shit but so that like you it's because it, it's because it's something you need to do. Yeah. Now if you beg me, Mike, Mike, please apologize, please, please, please. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm fucking sorry. Like, does that hold as much weight as we had an argument from a long time ago? And I go, you know, something's been on my mind lately. And you go, what? I don't even remember. I'm like, oh, you probably don't remember. But I was thinking about it, and the way that played out, I didn't like it. And I and, and I and I kind of remind you what it is. And you go, oh yeah, yeah. And I go, I really want to apologize for that. That apology would hold more weight because you even probably got over it and didn't even remember it. But it clearly was something fucking up in me, which which also would be very indicative of the growth that happened in me. 
Yeah. That would that would be like because the, then the person receiving it would be like, wow, I forgot about that, but they didn't they didn't forget about it, which means that they were growing. So now if a if a white man or a person in power, I don't know, a Trump supporter, a slave owner, whoever the fuck, if if they suddenly were like, damn, y'all, like if Mitch Mitch McConnell, I'm gonna use his ass. If he just suddenly said, damn man, my voting record is out of control. I was. I will tell y'all. I was literally making some votes and some decisions just out of spite, just because I didn't like uh, Barack Obama, just because I didn't like the Democratic Party. And I kind of there are moments where I probably kept this country at a standstill because of my pride and because of my uh, uh, ide- ideals that are rooted in white supremacy. And the people I, paying me and, and paying for paying, my campaigns. Yeah. He, he said I fucked up. If he did that, does that fix everything? No. But that lets me know, shit, y'all. Growth is real and reconciliation is real. So I'm like, it's it's, it makes it brings hope for everybody. But see, when you don't do it, then people people say there's no point. Then so I might as well just be a fucking asshole because no one ever fucking feels remorse anyway. So no one else ever feels bad. So I'll just be a fucking dick. And mm. then that's where everybody everybody takes uh, everybody follows suit after that. So that's why I'm like, I think I think you need to be okay with people, not everyone accepting your apology. Some people are gonna be like, still fuck you. And you gotta be like, okay, cool. You ain't you ain't rocking with me no more. And that's fine for you. But I I need to do this for me. And so that's why I made this apology. And unlike all of these Justin Timberlake apologies and Chris Harrison apologies and shit, it's like, nigga, you made that apology because we saw your we saw your whole ass, the asshole, <laughs> the hairs, the dingleberries. We saw that whole thing on the internet. You you can't, there's nothing you can run from or hide from this. We had all the receipts. The yeah. motherfuckers had the whole printed physical actual receipt from the time that you bought that shit, that, that bought that racism. We have that whole receipt. So that's why they apologized. Big yeah. ass long statements on Twitter and shit. I don't want to see that shit. I don't want no Twitter apology. I want you crying and soaking Viola Davis snot tears. That's what I want. <laughs> well, Rachel even said in her <laughs> statement, Rachel the contestant, she said, she's like, I know people are sick of these. Yeah. You know. They but- come out every every couple weeks. Someone like, I would like to formally apologize to my family, my friends, the ones that I've hurt. Like that football player that we talked about in the past episode that would choke yeah. out his girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. I like to formally apologize to the people that I hurt. No, motherfucking dog. That we got a system for that. We don't. You don't need your apology. You putting hands on people trying to choke people out and kill them. We have a legal system for that. Yeah. Y'all the ones that created that shit. If you don't like it, by all means, go back to the drawing board and abolish things and defund things. <laughs> we had that conversation. We trying to tell yeah. y'all how many how many problematic white dudes need to get like in trouble with the law before they're like, yeah, we will abolish the police. That sounds good. Watch shit. I, that's gonna be the next couple things that's gonna be happening. We're already seeing in some cities that they they stop using like. Cops and now they're using like uh, unarmed or whatever you know officials or whatever to come out to help with like you know mental health uh, calls and stuff like that. In certain cities, they're they're already implementing new ways. Oh wow! Yeah, and so it's happening, but it's probably happening because a lot of these white people like, oh shit, man, we starting to get in trouble for shit. Now we need to change the system. The system ain't right. This <laughs> <laughs> is the same thing with Donald Trump. All of a sudden, Donald Trump like, wait a minute, the electoral college, all this shit, this ain't fair. I'm like, nigga. <laughs> what, the, what do you think every talking point he had this year for his election was the talking points we had for the 2016 election yeah. against him yeah fool yeah totally so chris harrison stepped down from the show after this interview and uh, you know justin put out his apology i mean in the case of chris harrison i mean do you think that he you know is that him taking accountability or what else could he have done slash what should people take away from this 
So the, this is how it goes. The interview that he had with Rachel Lindsay, the former uh, bachelorette, the black woman, that was everything. Those words came out of his mouth. So they don't just disappear. That, I, that ideology and that way of thinking doesn't just vanish after you post an apology tweet. That's true. Arguably, like, it's going to make him double down on his thoughts because what he predicted happened. Yeah. He talked about, you know, some games he played in 1970s with as a kid. So his, this is something he's been holding on and he's been mad about for a long damn time. So it's going to take a long damn time for him to reach the full level of accountability that's going to be beneficial to him in the future. I'm not talking about how he's going to look good for the woke police or how he's going to look good for the bachelor nation or how he's going to look good for TV. I'm talking about how he's going to be, how he will be in a better place for Chris Harrison is going to take a while because he has some deeply rooted confusion and anger uh, rooted in uh, being in the face of accountability. So it's going to take him a while to even reach there because because there's a lot there's a lot to work out. So, yes, that apology he sent out was probably forced by his job, by the social media and by the, the, the current culture that we live in now. So I don't think that was that was a wholehearted apology, but it's still an apology. So it's always a step. Is it the whole goddamn staircase? Hell no. So you got a long way before you're going to get up there. But I, I definitely think he's going in the right direction. So this is this is, this is a step one, dude. I, I'm, I'm sorry that it has to be this way. I'm sorry that you were brought to this place uh, against your your will and, 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 and against like your your actual path that you had in life. But that's what happens when you turn a blind eye to shit for so long. That shit come up out of nowhere and slap your ass in the face. He turned his he turned a blind eye to racism, white supremacy, and all these issues because he thought, well, maybe it doesn't fully apply to the, my job or the Bachelor uh, franchise. Maybe it doesn't fully apply to the things that I grew up around. Maybe it doesn't fully apply to me. And he kept saying that long enough until that shit wrapped around and popped right up at his front door. And he's like, fuck, wait, shit, oh, I don't know what to do. And it's like, that's what happened. You kept putting off the conversation for so long. Now you don't know what the fuck to say. So have it. Do it now and have these conversations before it's too late, before that shit come up to you and you ain't ready for it. But if you fucking go out there and get your spark notes and get your research done and have those conversations with those friends, those women, those people of color, those people with disabilities, people from another country, people with different religions. If you go out there and learn the shit you need to learn and start treating people a little bit better and holding accountability for yourself, when people come at you and try to cancel you, you'll be ready for that shit. You know, I got armor on, motherfucker. Come on, woke police. Let's do this. I've been marching for this shit and ready for this shit for a long time. I know I'm fucked up and I'm ready to fix it. So let's come on. Let's join hands. But until then, thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. For more, go to www.blackmanrightworld.com or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.